Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley. Today we're going to be talking about the films The Meg, Whale of a Tale, Alpha, Darkest Minds, and Hotel Transylvania 3. We're going to start the show with a wonderful Alejandro about the new blockbuster of the summer, The Meg. So Alejandro, so tell us about what you thought of this film. Well, I thought it was very interesting, very interesting. because... The plot was very different from what I'm used to seeing in most movies. It was a thriller film with a plot very unique that hooked everyone's attention in the theater. So it was very interesting to watch. That's interesting because I, from what I've heard from other critics, is that it's it kind of pokes fun at, at its own absurdity because it seems like every other B-movie monster blockbuster. So what made it to you unique? I don't know, I guess I haven't seen much thriller films, so when I saw this storyline with, you know, them investigating about the another stage under the ocean and them um, discovering this creature, I, I thought it was just interesting. I had never seen something like that before. I'm guessing you haven't seen Jaws then. No, I have not, but it's totally on my list right now because I was so hooked on the storyline for this movie, so I'm pretty sure I will like Jaws too. So it's on my list to watch. <laughs> uh, definitely. So um, since you're going in with, uh, with different experience than a lot of other moviegoers, uh, what did you enjoy most about this film? Um, I enjoyed most is the message that the movie show. I mean, teaches the audience the message is that you don't mess with nature. I mean, things are the way they are for a reason. And if you um, play with the order and the way it's supposed to happen, bad consequences can happen. So I think I like the message because it taught the audience a very valuable lesson that they can apply to their own lives. You sound like Jeff Goldblum from like Jurassic Park. It's like uh, <laughs> dinosaurs, uh, uh, life uh, finds a way. Uh, don't mess with nature. It's totally yes. They did that, and then um, you know you, you gotta watch the movie. But I mean, the Meg happens, so yeah. It's always in disaster films where it's just like the humans try to act like God, and then it it backfires on them. So exactly. Uh, what is the totally what is agree? <laughs> what about the special effects? Because unlike some other films, like maybe like Jaws or like Jurassic Park. This is fueled on CGI goodness, and this is a larger-than-life uh, monster. Then, Now, what this film does in its advertisements, it, it boasts about how gigantic this creature is. So how was it like seeing this gigantic shark on the big screen? No, I was in awe when I saw all the special effects and all the editing that contributed into making the Meg seem the biggest shark in history. It really contributed to the image they were trying to portray in the film. But it was beautiful. I mean, when I compare other, I mean, when I compare the how the pictures were illustrated and how, like, versus the old, the older monster movies, it's a huge difference. And it seems every year it gets more real. There's advancements in technology, so every year it gets better and better, and it, it seems more real every year. 
it's definitely interesting because it's we've gone from trying to elude what what the monsters are and try to show less is more to now it's just like we can just kind of create it out of thin air now so let's just show it and they exactly not shy yes so uh, what would you say about the action in this film because not only do we have great special effects but like the action that goes along fighting this shark what did you think yeah, I mean there wasn't very there wasn't a lot of fighting. I mean with the char- I mean with the actors themselves, it was just basically fighting with the shark. So the, I mean the action scenes were incredible. Like I'm telling you, I had never seen I mean like people fighting with sharks in movies. So that's something that hooked my attention. I mean the storyline, but the action the action scenes were very interesting. I mean fighting with a shark something I had never seen before. So yeah. Well, this in this case, we're definitely going to need a bigger boat. That was a Jaws reference. Homework tonight. <laughs> Jaws. So, like, so for somebody who, again, hasn't seen that many other, like, big blo- big monster B-movie stuff, um, for somebody, what, did you, what would you say about other people who maybe seen those films? Do you feel like it's other, it's, um, they're going to find it enjoyable? Yeah, I mean, I feel that for me, it was like extra unique and extra special to watch this film because, again, I'm not very familiar with monster films or Jaws or storylines that are related to this one. For me, it was unique, but maybe for other people, it's a little bit repetitive. But still, I mean, it's unique. Um, Not not another movie has been made about, you know, a prehistoric shark that has been living, you know, under the ocean layers, so... Definitely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Today, we're going to be talking about the films Hotel Transylvania 3, The Darkest Minds, Alpha, Whale of a Tail, and The Meg. Right now, we're going to continue our conversation with the one of Alejandro, but wait. We have a conflicting opinion. We have Arjun joining our show. So, Arjun, um, thank you for being on the show, sir. Oh, I, no <laughs> so Alejandra was talking about how she really enjoyed the make and she thought it was a very unique film. Um, I hear you, you thought of it, you thought something different about this film. Um, care to share? Um, so I definitely don't hate this movie at all. It's, um, it's a lot more well-made than a lot of other movies out there. And in fact, I mean, if you're in for just a brainless entertainment time with decent enough performances and, some occasional funny moments as well as amazing special effects that complements a nice shark hunt movie uh, you're, you'd be down to enjoy your time but I feel like after seeing a lot of recent um, monster slash horror movies um, it kind of really doesn't add anything new to the genre and at times feels like a straight feels like a straight to DVD movie in spite of the amazing special effects and talent here now, I'm gonna, now me having seen the film I'm when I watched the trailer, I felt like how absurd this was because it's very, it treats itself very seriously. But from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing also from the trailer is that it also kind of pokes fun and how absurd it is. Now, did you find that that was happening in this film, Arjun? That it's just like, yeah, well, we know how gigantic this monster is, but we're just going to have a fun time with this big shark and fighting with Jason Statham. Did you just feel like it kind of like poked fun at itself? 
yeah, at times, that was one of the most clever things about the movie. They do these incredibly stupid things, and the characters themselves say, this is really stupid, like, why are we doing this? And I thought there were some neat little pokes there. And I definitely think the highlight of the movie is, like, the shark chases themselves. In fact, one of my major issues with the movie is that it takes, like, quite a long time to get like fully full-fledged into the shark hunt and instead we're kind of treated to like some stereotypically written characters who i mean the performances are well acted but we kind of just want to see the shark hunt and more of that and i thought that was um, one of the things which turned me off initially the second half does fare a lot better than the first because they completely go all in with the shark hunt now Agahanda, what do you have to say about this well i mean I have to say that, I mean, in my opinion, I like the film, but I mean, it may be different to others. I mean, I think other people may have interpreted it a different way. I mean, we all get different experiences. So, yes, that's what I that's what I think. Did you feel at times that it was somewhat like what did you think about the characters besides the shark? Well, I mean, I thought I mean, the characters that. I thought they had a very, um, well, I mean, I thought they were very connected to, I mean, the world of the ocean and the and um, the marine life. I thought they were very related to that. So I, I thought they, I think they, I knew, I think they knew what they were doing when they were taking care of the shark. I think they made the characters fit the storyline of the film. Interesting. So uh, Alejandra is... With this, going into this film, like, how many stars would you, um, so after seeing this film, how many stars would you give it, and what would you say is the age recommendation? Well, I would rate this film um, five out of five stars, and I would recommend it for ages 13 and up. And Arjun, how many stars would you give this film? Okay, so I still think um, this is... This is definitely a um, like a one-time worthwhile watch. Even something you could just watch on Netflix and have a lot of popcorn fun. And even <laughs> in spite of everything I've said, I still I mean, there's still a lot of there's still a movie here with a lot of hard work. And it's definitely like in in the month of August where a lot of like total crap movies get released. I mean, where like even the actors are unhappy with the product. Here it seems like it was a really well done working crew. And um, they produced a fun summer blockbuster. And for that reason, I think I'll give it a, uh, a three out of five stars. I'm just harsh because, I mean, I'm basing it off of my criteria of other monster movies and horror movies out there. But, I mean, if you really want to watch, like, just something in the theaters and put popcorn in your mouth, I think you'd really get a lot a worthwhile watch from this. Um, and the age range would definitely be a 12 to 18. There are some gory scenes and some language, too. Well, it looks like we got one seasoned veteran of, of monster movies that still enjoyed it. And Alejandra, looks like you got a, got a new buzz for these kind of monster films. So both of you at least enjoyed it. And yes, totally. Definitely. And uh, it sounds like a really good film. And definitely, again, a film that you need to see on the big screen. Because I'm sorry, that shark's not going to look impressive on your phone or your tablet. That's something you got to see on the gigantic silver screen. So go check it out. In, go check it out. It's in theaters now. With that said, thank you so much, Arjuna Alejandra, for being on the show. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Boxcar Children's Surprise Island. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahipa and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the meg and next we'll be talking about whale of a tail with raquel welcome to the show raquel Hello, hi. Hey, so can you tell me a little bit about this documentary and what is it about? So the documentary, Well of a Tale, is um, basically a controversial debate between the people of Taiji, Japan, and the people of, you know, the Western culture, Western America. And the people of Western America don't believe that the culture and the tradition of the people of Taiji is, you know, something that should be continued. They, and basically their tradition is, you know, killing and using and eating um, whales and dolphins. And they think that animal cruelty, you know, a lot of people from the Western culture showed up to stop what they were doing. So that's what that was. <laughs> oh wow that sounds really intense but also interesting um do you think each um side of this debate was presented fairly yes i do um i had a little bit of trouble deciding that in the beginning but i just think that you know the side of you know the western american culture that they didn't really have a point other than the fact that it was animal cruelty but the people of Taiji, they were explaining how, you know, they depend on the whales and the dolphins for nutrients and whaling. They use that as a source of income. So they so they had multiple reasons as to why they do what they do. But the Western culture was very, you know, one-minded, one-track-minded. Oh, that's really interesting. And it seems like a very um, difficult situation. Um, how did this film affect um, your thoughts about this controvers- controversial topic? Um, at first, I had no idea that this was going on, you know, half a world away. But, you know, I really, you know, took it into heart and put myself in their shoes, you know, looked at both sides of the debate. How would I feel if somebody said that my culture and my tradition was wrong? Or how would I feel if somebody was killing an animal that I feel strongly about? 
Yeah, it's a difficult situation and um, difficult controversy. Controversy. Um, so at the end of this film, was it resolved or is it still continuing to create conflict? Um, there is still conflict because, you know, they took this debate to social media. You know, social media is forever. So, you know, <laughs> there's still an ongoing debate, I believe. And, you know, hopefully they sort something out, sort out a deal. But they did seem to try diplomacy. There was a little bit of harassment throughout the film. But, you know, hopefully they figure something out. Yeah, for sure. Um, how would you, if um, you were on one of the sides of the b- debates, how do you think after watching this film, you would deal with um, this controversy? Um, well, being as though... Um, I am American. I'm from America. So looking at that side of perspective, um, if, I mean, knowing me, I know that I'd respect people and what they choose to do and what habits and traditions and cultures they have. So if, you know, they can't, you know, what's it called? If they can't agree with, you know, what I'm saying, then there's nothing else I can do about it. It's not like I can take all the whales and dolphins and then just putting it to hiding, you know, hide them in my room. I can't do that. So <laughs> I'd have to, you know, accept that. And looking from the side of the people from Taiji, you know, they they keep fighting strong. They know that this is something that has to be carried out through generations and ge- generations. So, you know, I'd con- continue to stay strong. You know, there's nothing that anyone could have said to, you know, t- change my mind. Yeah, oh, this is very interesting, and um, yeah, it's really interesting film, and I would love to watch this and see both sides of this debate and um, try to see which one I would be with. But um, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about The Meg, Whale of a Tale, Alpha, Darkest Minds, and Hotel Transylvania 3. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Raquel about Whale of a Tale. So we were just talking about the topic of this film and how it's um, very controversial, many opinions, and both sides are very interesting um, sides. So um, while I was watching the trailer of this, they the places that they visited were very beautiful and so what did you think of the sets and the backgrounds um the backgrounds were you know very eye-opening being as though i've never you know really been to japan or anywhere you know around that area um i would have thought that you know it would have looked different but the director of the documentary portrayed you know japan very well the poor sides, the, you know, economically stable sides, you know, every every nook and cranny of Japan. And I appreciated the authenticity. That's really good, yeah. It's always, I think, wonderful when a film is able to step back from uh, maybe some, like, personal um, things and show um, things that are the way they truly are. So I think that's really wonderful and makes me want to watch this film even more. And so what did you think of the narration and storytelling of this debate? Um, I feel like the storytelling was the the storytelling wasn't biased at all. There was a lot of facts, you know, and um 
evidence to support everything. There was, you know, enough emotion as well. There wasn't, you know, robotic, just facts, facts, facts. It was, you know, emotion. There was back stories. There were, you know, real people telling their real stories, you know. And they were like little cute parts, you know. They showed um, the children and their average day at school to show how this debate is affecting not only, you know, the people who are participating in the whaling, but the people who live in Japan and their children and, you know, just everybody in that country. Wow, that's really wonderful. And like I said before, when um, a director is able to show something for what it truly is, that I think makes the film all the more better. And so I know you mentioned there are a lot of um, people involved in this film. And so did you have um, someone who you could relate to a lot or really liked um, what they said? Um, I'm not sure. You know, I was really torn between sides. But um, there was a main character, his name was Ryan, I believe, and he was, you know, he had, you know, connections with both sides. He was American, but at the same time, he spent a lot of time in Japan. He was connected with a lot of people in Japan. He could speak Japanese. So, you know, I feel that at times, you know, there's always going to be a time where you're torn between sides. So I could relate with the main character. Of course, that's, yeah, that's wonderful. And um, so what did you learn from watching this documentary? Um, I learned that people always have an opinion, you know, but more importantly, you have to stay strong, you know, and always back up what you say. Yeah. That's awesome. And did you have a favorite part of the documentary? Um, my favorite part was, as I mentioned before, when they were showing the average school day for the children and they were, you know, showing the children talking about their tradition and how their parents were whalers and how their grandmother, you know, had um, souvenirs from whaling, you know, necklaces made out of dolphin skin and things like that. So, um, yeah, I found that part, you know, calming you know in between right in the middle of all the intense conversation and debate yeah that's also again really amazing and I'm super excited to watch this film that has so much emotion but like you just said calmness and um, intenseness so um, finally what would you say the star rating and age range would be um, I give this film five out of five stars and I recommend it for ages seven to eighteen Awesome. Thank you so much for being with me on the show today. It was so much fun talking to you. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Of course. So be sure to check out um, this wonderfully controversial, emotional documentary, A Whale of a Tale. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Boxcar Children's Surprise Island. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. 
All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions we just got done talking about whale of a tale speaking of whale of a tale we have a wonderful show for you today we're going to be talk- so talking about the films the darkest minds and hotel transylvania 3 right now we have the wonderful zoe who is it's just a second time on the show she's going to be talking about the new survival film alpha it is an intense film with a lot of drama mystery friendship learning about the the connection between Man and man's best friend. So, uh, Zoe, thank you so much for being on the show. What did you enjoy most about this film? Um, I really enjoyed the nature and also just, like, the primal bond between Kenda and Alpha. And also, I really liked the storyline. Now, I've said this on the show multiple times, but I'm just going to say it again. I love survival films. Films like Castaway or like uh, or like 127 Hours. Like I love those films about using your primal instincts to, you know, survive. And this film has the great addition of also talking about how man's best friend, which is of course the alpha, the alpha male. So, uh, what did you think about the connection between the main character and um, the dog? Well, Wolf in this film. Well, at first they didn't really, like, it was kind of complicated because at the beginning he was, like, meeting the wolf and he wanted to help because he has something for nature and he just can't let him or her go. So it's kind of like at the beginning they meet and then as they go on they kind of protect each other as, like, their family and they really just um, protect each other. And did you feel like the connection between the two was strong in this film? Yes, I feel like they really just bonded together a lot. Um, and they both have a purpose to survive in this cold winter. Wonderful. So, uh, speaking of the environment, uh, you mentioned that the, this film has a lot of beautiful like landscape shots of nature. Um, tell us a bit more about that. Yes, it was... Truly beautiful. They had just so many scenes of just nature and everything. And I really just loved it because it's, I really just love the photography. And I don't really see too much nature like this in film. So I thought it was a kind of really special just to see this um, in this type of film. 
Well, definitely. It, it, it's interesting because I, I read a lot of things of like filmmakers trying to find beautiful locations in nature to film. And a lot of it is, again, going away. So it, it's a great uh, films like this are perfect to show that, hey, we live on a beautiful planet. Let's take care of it because this is there's beautiful nature here. So uh, I find it interesting. I feel like I, I read up on this. And they said they found a hard time finding places to film. They filmed in places like Vancouver and different places in Canada. But again, it's hard to find, you know, locations of a lot of trees and a lot of um, untouched land because, you know, it's yeah, our environment is so far not doing very well. So, Zoe, what did you think is your favorite character in this film? Um, well... I would have to say Kenda and Alpha. I can't choose between the both of them because they are just so special in this film. And I really just love them both. And I fell in love with their characters. And what would you say is your favorite part? Um, well, at one point, Kenda, he kind of falls into like this ice water. And um, Alpha, he just tries to kind of help him. And they're really just struggling. And that's just... I love that scene for some reason, and I found it so beautiful because I love this film so much. And I that's probably going to be my favorite scene out of all of them. Wonderful. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Today we're talking about the films Hotel Transylvania 3 and The Darkest Minds. All right now we're going to continue. Our, oh, see? We're right now going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Zoe about Alpha. So, um, Zoe, what would you say is this film best made for? Like, who do you think would enjoy this film the most? Um, maybe people who just really like nature and just really like to see kind of the drama and nature combined and survival, of course. Um, yeah, survival and nature and some drama, not too much. <laughs> survival, nature, and drama. Everything you need for a great film. Uh, so what would you say is the message of this movie? Um, oh gosh. Okay. I feel like the message of this film is that we should bond with nature. And sometimes nature can help us in just like the toughest of times. Why, why do you feel like that's the message of this film? Um, I feel like this is the message of this film because... We should just really trust her instincts. And as I was watching it, I was saying, wow, like this Kenda, he's just really, he's just really kind of getting along with the wolf so well. And then they help each other like so much. And I just felt, yeah, this is, this has to be the message of this one because it's just, the bond between the two is unimaginable. Definitely. And even to this day, we still have, like, like with my dogs, I love my dogs so much, and I would do anything for them. And it just, it's, it's, it's great to see, like, it's interesting to see, like, even thousands of years ago, we, we still, like, relied on our, on our, on, on our earth and the, the creatures among them. So, and the creatures we live with, I mean, like, it's the symbiotic relationship, man. So, um, what would you say is the age range for this film? Um, I think it's probably going to be eight and up because I do feel like kids and grown-ups can enjoy this film a lot. 
Wonderful. And what did you think about, especially since this film takes place in like long ago, like what, what does, you know, how does this like compare to other survival films? I don't really watch too many survival films, so I can't really compare them. But if I like, if I knew more, then I would say that this one is just probably the best one I've seen in my entire life because I haven't seen a lot. And this one was just really, <laughs> I had like, I really love this film, and it's just it's special to me because of all the nature and like, there's a dog or a wolf, and just the bond with everyone and trying to survive, and then finally doing it. It's just, I love it. And how many stars would you give this film? I would give this film five out of five stars just because it, it's beautiful, and I just love all the landscaping and everything here. Well, I can't wait to go check it out because I love nature, and I love seeing the beauty of it, so that's definitely something, again, to see on the big screen. Thank you so much, Zoe, for talking about Alpha. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. With that said, I am your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Boxcar Children Surprise Island. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the meg whale of a tail alpha and next we'll be talking with alejandra about darkest minds welcome to the show alejandra Thank you for having me. Of course. I've heard so many things about this film. I watched the trailer, but I haven't really, I'm really curious to see what you think about it. So first, can you start telling me a little bit about what the story is about? Well, I mean, the movie is about some teens that they mysteriously develop, I mean, powerful, I mean, kind of, a, kind of magic, like abilities that, I mean, not everybody has. 
And when they do, they're like sent and divided to contain camps. Because, I mean, it's very weird that they develop these abilities. So they are like separated and isolated because they are not considered as normal. And then the rest of the film is them trying to fight back, I mean, the force and the government that they're trying to isolate, isolate them. Oh, this sounds so intense. How did it make you feel? Was it really intense for you? I mean, yeah, it was intense. And I mean, I, I thought it was a little bit repetitive, again, with the whole Hunger Games series and the Divergent and all those series. I thought the storyline was, you know, I mean, a little bit repetitive. I mean, we've seen that before in other films, but that doesn't take away the fact that it was so intense. Yeah, okay, that's good. I was that was like a concern I had for the movie. So that's yeah. a good yeah. That's definitely very good. So what did you think of the acting? There's a huge cast, Amanda Stenberg, Mandy Moore. Well, I mean, I love Mandy Moore about I mean, her acting is just very expressive and I she makes the audience feel whatever she's going through in the film. And also Amanda, I mean, very expressive. And I think they did very good. I mean, the casting directors, I think they did an expanded job choosing the cast because they chose, I mean, actors that they had disabilities that they could show, I mean, what they were feeling in the movie and they could portray and um, transmit that feeling with the audience. Oh, that's really wonderful. It always makes a huge difference when the cast can do a good job. So this movie takes place in a dystopian future, right? Yes, it does. So how did the sets and the backgrounds um, convey this time period? Oh, no, I mean, the set, the setting, the, you know, I mean, the editing brought incorporated a lot into it, but the setting itself and the way the views and the backgrounds were portrayed were very beautiful. And that was one of the things that I loved most about the film. Not only, I mean, the the acting, but also the way the pictures were all portrayed. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's, again, it's a huge aspect. And it always helps when the pictures and the um, sets are fun and very interesting. So yeah. um, what did you think of the special effects and the fight scenes of this film? No, I honestly, I'm very um, impressed at how, I mean, technology and the special effects have advanced and they're upgrading each and every year. I mean, benefiting all the films and the movies that are being created because they add a special touch to the films, making, th making things seem very more real. So I think, um, I mean, it was a benefit that technology is advancing and could um, bring to life many things in the movie. Yeah, of course. This is wonderful. I'm so excited to watch this movie now. Yeah, I mean, it has a, it's not a very unique storyline, but I mean, the the way all the background and the pictures are portrayed and the acting is just as splendid. That's awesome. So um, what did you think of the music and the score? I think it, it had the right tone. I mean, you know, some movies have scenes that the music doesn't really go along with the tone that the scene is trying to set in the film but I think in this movie they did a very good job in choosing the correct music for for it to set for it to set the correct tone in the scene that they were trying to portray so I think it was very good it, it fit awesome yeah I love the music of um, movies I think there's some really good ones out there and they add yeah. so much to films yeah they can change the complete tone that the scene is trying to set so that's why it's very important to choose I mean the right music that shows um can transmit the right tone that the creators are trying to do 
Exactly, yeah. So um, did you like the ending? And if you did, would you uh, maybe see a sequel for it? Um, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I mean, the end, I think the ending, I mean, I think it made sense to me. It did make sense. And I do see another sequel coming out from what happened in the end. Awesome. And finally, what would you say the age range and star reading would be? I mean, the age range, I would say um, 13 years and up. I mean, after teenage years. And then the star rating, I would give it um, like a three out of five. Awesome. I'm so excited to see this film now. So be sure yes. to check it. Yeah, check it out in theaters today. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Meg, Will of a Tale, Alpha, Darkest Minds, and Hotel Transylvania 3. And now I'm going to continue talking with Alejandra, but also about Hotel Transylvania with Arjun. So welcome to the show Arjun. Happy to be here. Awesome. So Arjun, can you tell me a little bit about Hotel Transylvania and what is it about? Um well it's it's um kind of the continuation of the last movie and it and it follows um it's it's the it's a new setting this time. It's like a cruise and it follows, you know, main character Dracula and his hotel business, which we don't really see much of this movie, which I thought was an interesting new choice for the franchise. And um, how him and his, like, best friend Monster Pack are kind of put on a, an, an adventurous monster cruise. And, you know, the times are still adjusting because monsters and humans are supposed to coexist and stuff like that. And um, he kind of finds, like, a a crush in the in the cruise captain but of course things reveal themselves to take a left turn when a vampire hunter van when one of the van housings is actually the one who's in charge of the cruise and he threatens to you know take all the monsters aboard and basically like enact his plan Oh no, that sounds not good at all. But that's so interesting that you say um, takes place on a cruise and not in the hotel because I love the previous movies and they're all centered around the hotel. So Alejandra, how did this movie make you feel? What is was it hilarious like the other ones, or was it a little more action packed? Well, I mean, the only difference in this one was that, I mean, the setting, what Arjun said, the setting, I mean, it wasn't like the other two prior movies that they were set in the hotel and in the same backgrounds. So I think, I mean, it was different because of the setting. And it had, I mean, it was more hilarious because they were out from their, I mean, not their comfort zone, but their, like, set zone. They were, like, in a place that they had never been before. So it obviously welcomed new jokes and new stories to, for the audience to laugh at. Yeah, for, that's awesome. I love it when the jokes really hit because those make movies so good. So, um, Arjun, what did you think of the uh, voice acting? There's Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg, Selena Gomez, and the list goes on. Um, I think, I really think all of the acting here is, like, very well done. You know, Adam Sandler, he gives one of his, like, we're, we're not used to seeing him as a voice actor, but somehow here they make it work with 
a distinctive animation style that looks beautiful in and of itself. And, you know, he kind of sells me on this character that's, you know, tired of being his old self. He really wants something new. And he's kind of depressed after his old wife died. And I think that was a really nice um, main gist of the story. And, of course, like his he I love how he has like this kind acceptance of humans. And I think that provides for a really good like central message for kids, you know, to not judge people by their looks and that sort of a thing. Um, and Selena Gomez, Andy Samberg, all of them are really good. They had really nice comedic moments. I think Selena Gomez is really good at um, providing an equally compelling, you know, father-daughter bond with Dracula. And we shouldn't forget Kevin James, Steve Buscemi, David Spade, and um, Keegan-Michael Kay, I believe, who play the rest of the monsters. And they really kind of complete the movie. And... Um, I, I really just like how the humor is done in this movie. Sure, some of it can be a little juvenile at times, but most of the time it really hits. And there are some really cool jokes that um, adults and children can like, too. Overall, I think the cast is really good for this movie. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Adam Sandler. Some of his movies are just so hilarious. But yeah, and like you said, he's not usually a voice actor, but he does a really good job. And so you mentioned some jokes. Do you remember any of those cool jokes? Um, I think the most memorable joke... Um, it's in it's in the final sequence, and I can't spoil it, but all I will say is it involves a dubstep music battle, and... Um, they somehow managed to make this work, and it was interesting. There's also another sequence where the Van Helsing is trying to kill Dracula, and he conveniently misses at every step, and it's just a funny sequence. I mean, there's so many funny sequences in the movie. That's awesome. And so, Alejandro, what did you think of the animation of um, Hotel Transylvania? Oh, well, again, I touched the topic again about the technology and the special effects that I just think they're beautiful and I was just a knot when I saw the illustrations. I just think the creators of the film were very creative. I mean, the illustrators and the people that sketched out the animations for the film, I think they were very, they were very creative at doing them because, I mean, it's something that we haven't seen before. And also that since in this movie, they leave their usual setting that they let, they went to like a cruise where more monsters and more, I mean, supernatural creatures are shown there they they had the work to sketch all of the other creatures you know appearance so i think they're very creative and very successful when they did that awesome yeah that's really wonderful and so finally what would you say the age range and star rating would be the star rate would be um five out of five stars i it was a very funny movie i really enjoyed watching it and the other aspects that i liked about it and the age range would be um I mean, five years and up. Um, uh, yeah, and how about you, Arjun? Um, so even though I'm really in love with the animation style, as well as the timing of the jokes and even the cast, I do think the movie does have a few flaws in terms of its plot, which is not going to really come come off as anything particularly memorable. And also, I did mention that a lot of the humor did come off as a little just kind of for as jokes for the kiddos to laugh at like you know some adults you know at times may be like okay this this is a kids movie but there's still a lot that kids and adults can enjoy from this movie and it's a movie with ex expertly presented craft put into the and time presented and for that reason i would give it a four out of five stars and i think the age range should be a six to eighteen 
Very cool. I'm so happy that um, Hotel Transylvania 3 is um, still as good as its originals because I feel usually as sequels come, um, it gets worse and worse. But I'm happy in this case. It's not so bad. So thank you guys so much for talking with me about Hotel Transylvania 3. Thank you for having us. Same. (laughs) Yeah, so much fun to talk to you guys. And be sure to check out Hotel Transylvania 3 in theaters today. So thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. And be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. Today's show is sponsored by the Boxcar Children Surprise Island. I'm Sahiba. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.